So welcome to this beautiful day in North Dakota. Today we continue, as DJ said, our three-part Sunday series, Go. Three weeks of ready, set, go. You know, it's like uh, starting, well, let's see, there it is. It's like uh, starting a race. Last week, um, Pastor Mark talked about ready, renewing our minds and our lives for Christ, renew. Um, today, I'm going to cover set. And next week, Pastor DJ will do go. So here's a picture of set. It's like a runner in a race. And you know, they hear ready, and they're kind of down, you know, in a little sitting position with their feet getting ready in the starting blocks. And they hear set, and their body goes up, and they push into those starting blocks, and their feet hit, their hands hit the ground like this runner. And in this moment... In their brain, I believe they are going through the training that they have had that they are ready to use with preparation to just hit that track with all that they have when the starting gun goes off and they hear the word go. Today we're going to talk about the things to do before we hear go. And that is what we do when we set. Today, that word that we're talking about as set is repent. You know, um, as I said, Mark already had uh, last week ready, which was renew. This week, we're using the word repent. It's a word that has been in my heart, been in my mind, been in my thoughts for the last several weeks, knowing I was going to do this message. And uh, I, I, I... had different thoughts about it, read different things. Somebody says it's this, somebody says it's that. So I went to my colleagues here in the church. We have a retired pastor, Pastor um, Tom Stenzel. We have Tom Olson, who's our resident missionary. We have Pastor DJ. We have Pastor Mark. And so I went to each of them separately and said, what does repent mean to you? What is repentance? Well, I got four different answers from four different theologians, all kind of hovering in the same place. And they were helpful, but actually, I think I'm going to share my own thoughts today. You can ask those four later. In Joel 2, we see some of my favorite words about repentance. And this is what God says in Joel. Now, remember that the people of Israel had turned away to the gods of their local neighbors, to false gods. And so this is what the Lord God, our God, is telling them. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your hearts, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Here it is. Repentance is returning. It is turning, turning to God because of his great love for you. When we return to him, he doesn't want just half-hearted turns. Like, okay, I'll do it today, God, but then I'm off on my own again, right? No, he wants all of our being. He wants all of your heart. Return to me with all your heart. With fasting, with weeping, with mourning. And then he says, 
You see, okay, in those days, and especially in the Middle East, probably still, when there is great mourning, when there is regret, there, a symbol of that is tearing at your clothing. God says, that's not necessary. Keep your clothes on, folks. But rend your heart. Open your hearts to me. Don't keep them closed. Open them to me as you return to me. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. I'm going to go ahead here. Here's another word. This is the um, word in Hebrew for return. It is the word in Hebrew for repentance. It's tshuva. Or there are different ways to pronounce it, but that's the one I'm going to use today. It's returning to what is right and pure. It is returning to innocence. Besides showing regret and remorse, it's returning to the original plan of God. And that original plan is that we should live with him in harmony with him that we should pray to him, consult with him, that we should fellowship with him, that we should obey him in our lives. So essentially, to repent is to recognize our own wrongdoing and humbly denying oneself, turn around and face the one that we have wronged. And in this message it is our God. He is the one that we have wronged. It is regretting our sin and showing remorse, yes, but it is also committing ourselves to a new direction, to a new path, because this return path of correction and truth leads to freedom. Freedom from the guilt of the stuff that we've been hung up in when we leave that behind and turn to God. For Christians, it's called freedom in Christ. Biblical repentance means responding to God's love by being transformed in your convictions and your actions, your daily actions. It means turning towards God and away from whatever dishonors him in your life. Biblical repentance is not about your emotions. It's not about your sin. It's not about your efforts. It's not about your resolve. It's about your surrender. As I said earlier, humbly denying yourself. In order to go, we need to surrender. We need to be set in the right relationship with our God. I'm going to back up a little bit. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's what Joel says. Now, this is the image of God that is repeated over and over again in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament. Our God is filled with grace and mercy. Grace is what he gives us freely without our asking. Mercy is what he shows us when we have sinned, when we have fallen away, when we are hurting. Mercy is what he gives us. Slow to anger. My friend Pastor Mark pointed out this week that the word in Hebrew for slow to anger um, is actually long of nose. Hence this picture. 
long of nose. Now, do you see what happens when we get angry? What happens to the nose? Turns red. You get angry and your first face turns red. It gets, or they called it, uh, in that day they called it a hot nose or a red nose. But you see, God is long of nose. Takes his nose a long time to get red. He is very patient with us. It takes him a long time to get angry with his children. He gives us time to return to him, to turn to him. God is so patient that he waits for each and every one of us to return to him. He is so long-nosed and so patient that he gave his only son to stand in our place because he knew that the son could do what we couldn't. He gave his life for our sin. We know that his son gives us forgiveness when we confess and turn to him. Let's see what a life in Christ looks like, what a life of repentance looks like in our New Testament reading today from Colossians. <clears throat> and these are words that Pastor DJ already read, but we're going to do them again. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, that's what happens when you become a person of faith, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And what are we supposed to do here? Set. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. A large part of returning and turning to the face of God and his patient long nose is seeking the things that are good. Seeking the things of God, not the stuff of this world that would pull us away from him. Seek God's will in your life. A good way to do that is to power up, beginning with prayer. And there, again, in there is our word for today, set. Set your minds on things that are above. To be set to go and do what God is calling us to do, our minds and hearts need to be in the right place. I want you to think about that runner that you saw the picture of. What's he thinking of as he is all tensed up, hands on the ground, feet pushed back in that starting block? Is he thinking about what he's going to have for supper that night? Is he going to think about who his next date is going to be? Is he thinking about something he has to do at work? No. He's thinking about the training he has had. He's thinking about what he has done in order to be in that place where he is set. He is looking straight ahead to the goal that is set before him, the finish line. That's us. We need our hearts and our minds open to the Holy Spirit's leading. Working through the training we have had, working through the things we have done as we have lived a life of repentance. We need hearts and minds open for ourselves and for our congregation and the work that we are called to do here. He says, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. As children loved by God our Father, 
in his son Jesus Christ, yes, we have died with him. In your baptism, you died with him. You were drowned in the waters. Because of his cleansing blood given for our sin, we are forgiven. I never want you to forget that. We are no longer living in our sin. This is what we are dead to. We have died with him. Now, as God's children dearly loved, we are one with Christ, as I said, daily forgiven. And as this beautiful verse says, we are hidden with Christ in God. Think about that, what that means. I get this warm, beautiful feeling when I hear those words, I am hidden with Christ. I am being held by him, embraced by him, enfolded in his arms, my Savior. Hidden with him in God. We turn and return to God. We live repentant lives because of our God's great love for us and to us in Jesus Christ. This is what he says, Paul, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And these are the things that we put to death. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Here's what dies when we die to Christ. This is what we put to death, our sin. When we live in Christ and have died to our sin, it is a response to God's great love for us that we're able to repent turn to him away from sin we see here that this is one thing that we can kill and nobody will punish us for it it's one thing we can put to death without fear in fact you can drown out your sin daily through your baptism in Jesus Christ but now you must put away all of this also more of the stuff. Turn from this and turn to God. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. See that you have put off the old self and its practices. Remember now the old self is dead. The sinful self that died with Christ. And you have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. You have died to Christ and you are now renewed as you turn to your God. You are a new person in Jesus Christ, transformed from the old self, put on the new self. This is after the image of the creator, it says. Do you remember what I said earlier was the image that is repeated over and over again in scriptures about the creator? Here's how we are being transformed. We are gracious, merciful, slow to anger, long of nose, and abounding in steadfast love. Now this steadfast love, this love of God, is, is a love that DJ talked about a couple weeks ago. And we love the Hebrew word that's chesed. You clear your throat with it, chesed. Um, it is a love that um, surrounds us completely. It holds us completely it protects us it gives to us it gives us life it blesses us it forgives us it is a love that we are in just think of being held in this little cocoon always you're kind of in a bubble as you walk around in this world you are being held 
in the hesed of God, in the steadfast love of God, in whatever you do. So now this is how we do live a repentant life, besides having that image of God, because this is what happens. What, oh, excuse me, I'm going to go past that. There. Put on then as God's chosen ones, and you are loved. Pastor DJ just told you that. That's important for you to know. You are loved. Uh, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint with one another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. How has God forgiven you? Every day, day after day, sitting the same stuff over and over again, and he says, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. This is how we should treat one another when we live a repentant life. And this is what a repentant life looks like, what a repentant heart looks like. This is the new self that is turned into God's image. It is a person filled with love for God and love for the neighbor, no matter who they are. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Love, it's what repentance is all about. It's about you experiencing the love of God, knowing that your life is hidden with Christ, knowing that you are dearly loved and held by him, knowing that he gave his life for yours, and because of this, you are dead to sin and alive with Christ. You are ready to put aside all of the stuff that holds you back from being ready to go when God calls on you to go. It helps us as a church be ready to go when God calls on us to go. You know, staff here, I know some members have talked to us about it, Pastor DJ, Pastor Mark, myself. We talk about something that we feel is happening right now at Atonement. It feels so good. We see new faces every week. We see people in serving in ways that they haven't served before. We see people who are studying the word and having fun and meeting in life groups and doing this. We see lives being transformed. And we think that God is about ready to say, go atonement, just go, don't stop here. Don't lose the momentum. That's a word we had in something we listened to a few weeks ago. It's my new favorite word, and they laugh at me. I said, don't forget the mo. Let's keep up the momentum atonement. Don't let go, but do go. So here we are, ready, be renewed, set, live a repentant life. Return to the Lord your God because he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Live a life that has completely surrendered itself to God. So here we go, friends. Are you ready? Yes. Go into commitment of what God is calling us to do in this world. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, today we give you thanks that you have called us to a life of repentance, that you have loved us into this life of repentance where we turn to you 
and begin working among our neighbors in your image, filled with grace and mercy, with great big long noses, patience, and steadfast, enduring love. Help us, Lord, to be your repentant people through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.